joining us. This is Sippin' Tea with Nat and Z. I'm Nat. And I'm Z. Welcome back to another episode today. Uh, we're on episode six. We have a lot going on, Z. So much has happened since we last met to dis- yes. to chat. Man. Whole lot. Yes. Whole lot. This week has been absolute garbage. Let's just say that. It's just been garbage. Just throw it all away. Just throw the whole it's, week away. It's just been garbage. And, you know, it's it's funny how we just did this episode on the gravity of grief and what that means. And here we are once again, collectively grieving two situations, right? We we have the another killing of an arm, unarmed black man, Jacob Blake. And then we are mourning... T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther, a.k.a. Chadwick Boseman. And it has just been, like I said, it's just been a shit show of a week. I, you know, I think Chadwick Boseman's death hit me really hard because, first of all, he was 39 when he was originally diagnosed, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's the same age my mother was diagnosed with cancer. He died at 43. My mom died at 44. We're 43, 44 now, right? So this man is in the prime of his life and here he is gone, right? Yeah. And then I think about when we were younger, death seemed like something that only happened to old people. <laughs> like, honestly, when we yeah. were teenagers, you heard people dying was like they're 80 or they're 90 or mm-hmm. grandmother or grand. But the older we get, the closer in age these deaths are becoming. Right. And that gap and- just gets so much smaller. It does. Um, and then just, you know, looking at what he did in Black Panther and what that role meant to so many people, so many people. It's just it's sad. And just thinking about all the people that I know that have lost their lives at this young age, it's just it's just it's a little heartbreaking. I took this death really hard. I cried a lot. Um and it's okay. And, you know, I wanted to share something. It's a, it's a, not a meme, but let's just say for the lack of a better word, it's a meme that has been going around on, on social media. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, well, I didn't know him. So why am I going to post something about him? Like you didn't know him. So why are you saying you're so sad? And it, this is why we grieve people we never met, right? One, their work helped us get through a difficult time in our mm-hmm. life. Okay. Yeah. Think about that. It happens yeah. more than we think and yes. what we attribute to with pop culture and how mm-hmm. how attached we are to whatever may be going on in mainstream or what's trending, those folks we invite into our lives. And a lot of them are friends inside our head. Yes. Um, their work inspired our dreams and goals. Mm-hmm. They modeled possibility. Their death triggers our grief of a previous loss, which was definitely what was happening with me. Mm-hmm. And their passing activates our fears around death. Again, I think something that was happening with with me. And it's, you know, it's just something to think about. You know, we don't want to make light of these situations because, again, you know, we're in this climate where 
black people are just constantly grieving, right? Yeah. We don't get a break. So uh-huh. if you're listening and you have black friends, please know your black friends are not okay. They're drained. They are extremely drained. Just like incessant. If you're a, yes. If you're a manager and you are not African-American, please understand that your employees are not okay. Right. And they may not show up for work giving you a hundred percent and right. please just be mindful of that you know and if they um, do show up and they're still not giving you a hundred percent that's because their minds may be elsewhere because of right. all these things right i mean you see jacob blake getting killed shot in his back seven times in front of his children like this is the world that we live in we live in a mm-hmm. world where tamir rice has a play plastic gun and, and is shot shot and what, 12? Yes. This, and I'm not saying his name because I'm not giving him any kind of notoriety or publicity. Right. But this this white kid walking down the street with a rifle, an assault rifle, <sighs> and nobody does anything. Nobody does a the thing. The police just give him carte blanche to just do whatever he wants. And across right. state lines. Can we talk? Are, we, are you kidding me? Across state lines. And you know, this particular person was with older folks that they came he was not, he didn't come on his own, so to speak. He came with a group of individuals. Um, and, and you're walking down the street with a long gun, putting your hands up and cops, the Bobcats just keep driving by and hear Mr. Blake just walk into his car. It was his son's eighth birthday and you shoot him seven times in the back for what? And breaking up a fight, breaking up a fight between. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot. For, so just be mindful. Try to be mindful of your black um, uh, workers or friends that this is a lot for us to to process. And it even brings to bear with with Chadwick and the colon cancer and men's health and self-care. It ties back into what we always try to talk about. How do we be mindful that we're taking care of what we need to take care of and getting diagnosed early enough to and having the the tests that need to be done to make sure that we can tackle this as best as we can however the um the outcome may be but what can we do to prep and take care of ourselves to try to be as proactive as possible and hopefully this brings some awareness to to colon cancer and health and men's health and everyone trying to take care of themselves so it's just something to really keep in in the back of your mind as we're as you know as we're going through this I've had um, two colonoscopies. I've had um, one. And, you know, it's not the, the the best experience in the world, but... You're knocked out. Works, works. Yeah, you're knocked out. You so, know. I mean, don't be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> Get it done. You know, and... And it's just you and the doctors and nurses. You don't have to tell anybody if it's that serious. Like, just those types of... Those types of being um, proactive and preventative treatments... It's between you and your clinicians. Nobody mm-hmm. needs to know. Just no. just try to, you know, and I realize insurance and all that, that's a whole other topic for another day. Mm-hmm. But it's a preventative measure. So that's something maybe that your insurance will cover your mm-hmm. um, employee assistance program. So just something to really encourage your loved ones to take hold of. Because like Z said, we're both in our the same age. So, mm-hmm. and our friends and family are so as well. So definitely something to think about yeah and i mean it's 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 sad that we're we're going through this time but then there's also some hope right we have the virtual march on washington mm-hmm. that happened here in this area over the weekend and so you know 
even in, in dark, sometimes there is light. But even with that light, we're doing this because of all these dark times. Right. And it's just being black is beautiful. It is a wonderful experience, awesome. but it is a draining experience at times. And that's one of those times where I'm just I'm drained. I'm emotionally just drained and spent. I really even thought about, I was like, I don't know if I can record this episode today because I'm just not, I'm just not a hundred percent. Just not a hundred percent. And with the March on Washington this time, it was a celebration 57 years later from the infamous speech that Dr. Martin Luther King gave. The name of this march was the Commitment March, Get Your Knee Off Our Necks, which fall, you know, flows from what we just talked about, the draining of what we're dealing with, the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Eric Gardner, and the parents of Jacob Blake were there all to speak on their respective situations. Uh, it's something to really think about. A lot of folks were wondering, well, why do we need to have this again? And it, it's troubling that 57 years later, we're talking about the same stuff. Same the same the same shit that we were talking about 57 years ago. Um, and for those that are listening that are just wondering, well, is this just another, you know, go hang out on the mall thing? This The purpose of this was, you know, a call for racial justice again and basically also to encourage voting. And in this climate, we really need to and, and making sure that you're participating in the census. I hope everybody has filled out their census. They're cutting it short. It ends in October instead of, I think, November, as it was supposed to. So please make sure you fill that out and get all your voting stuff in order. I think the girls and I were talking that we all have gotten our mail-in ballots, um, by at least for Maryland. So please make sure whatever you decide, whether it's to drop it off, mail it in, show up at the, just do it. Just If you're going to mail it in, just do it like yesterday. If you're going to take it to the board of voters, just do that as soon as possible. So volunteer or however you can help that situation out. There was just one quote that I think really sums up what the march was about and what a lot of Z and I are talking about. And it was by Martin Luther King, Martin Luther the King Third. Martin Luther the, the King. King. Sorry, <laughs> the King. Oh my Lord. <laughs> Martin, Martin Luther, Luther King. King Third. <laughs> Y'all forgive me. Oh, Lord. I had a flashback. Martin Luther King. And if y'all don't know where that comes from, then... Shame on you. Shame on you. That, we'll have to talk about that on another show or movie. So, <laughs> ooh, Lord. He said, there's a knee upon the neck of democracy. And our nation can only live so long without the oxygen of freedom. So it's it sums up where we're going, where we are right now. We don't have to continue in this trajectory, but you all have to be mindful, get out and vote, encourage your people to vote and take a lawn chair with your mask and a cooler, whatever. Like we, we really have to vote um, like our lives depend on it because they do. And this and, and it's it's real. It so. Really is. It really is. So, and I just want to say, you know, one more thing before we move into, you know, what we're here to talk about and discuss. You know, I was thinking about what we talked about last week with grief and so, how sometimes loss can give you meaning, right? And I was thinking about some of the stuff that I've read about Chadwick Boseman, and I'm realizing that he was diagnosed in 2016. 
and during that time, he filmed Black Panther. He did The Five Bloods. I believe he did 21 Bridges. Um, and he did Third Good. Yep. No one knew that he was suffering. And this man gave his everything to every single one of those films. Mm. His family said that he was going through chemo and surgeries during this time. Mm. And if there's anything that you could take out of this, the meaning is live in your purpose, right? This man lived in his purpose. He got up every day and he could have complained. He could have just given up. He could have thrown mm. in the towel. But That's he true. didn't. He got up every day and lived in his purpose. So if you want to find meaning in this, if you're trying to find meaning in this, maybe that's what it is. Because that's what it's doing for me. I said I was going to stop living in my fear. I was going to stop holding myself back from doing things that I really want to do. Because if this man could do all that he did in those four years, Mm. I have no excuse. And so I'm going to get up and live in my purpose and live my life the way that I want it to be and the way that I said it should be designed. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you should too. All right. So, now snaps on that. Snap, 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 snap. <laughs> so <laughs> let's go to the tea of the day. Yes. Oh, so the title of the show. Yes. Let's, um, let's which kind of also flows from the grief part as far as when loved ones may pass away. We need to make sure that our stuff is in order. So, okay, ladies, we need to make sure we get information and are your affairs in order and taking those things into consideration as far as grief and when loved ones pass. Um, and even before then to make sure that your stuff is in order. How do you do, how do you do that? What, what are some things to consider? And, you know, we'll get into that as we move forward. Yes. So the tea of the day. Yes. So, um, Disclaimer, we're not tea expert. You should speak to your doctor when drinking herbal tea as there are potential side effects when mixed with some medication. Uh, herbal tea should not be a substitute for medication. We're not affiliated with any of these companies, nor are these endorsements. But what is the tea on the table today? Tea on the table today, Z, is Celestial Seasoning Cinnamon Apple Spice. Yum, yum, yummy. Yes, I love cinnamon. I put it in everything. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> so it's said to attract success and prosperity. And since we're talking about getting ourselves and our affairs in order, I think it was very timely. Good pick, uh, Z. This blend combines spicy cinnamon with juicy apple flavor. There's a chocolate note and a hint of butterscotch in the finish, making this tea comforting and invigorating all at once. And like we said, it could open up paths to financial improvement. Yes. So I was trying to find a tea that, you know, could kind of tie in with the the episode topic today. And so I said, well, what tea is good for prosperity? And then I, I came across cinnamon. But then it like started to take me down this rabbit hole where I started to wind up on witchcraft websites and spells <laughs> and there was one no right and it was like you blow some cinnamon and say this chant and i was like okay i feel like <laughs> i think i've reached the end of the internet <laughs> let me just find a tea with cinnamon in it. 
too much. Let's just find cinnamon in it. And so here we are. And I've tried it. I've tasted it. And it's actually good. So no shade to the witches out there. Any of the hoodoo priestesses or anything like that, if you know or offer any other insight, please hit us up on the IG page so we can learn. Right. But it was just too much for me. (laughs) (laughs) That is hysterical. (laughs) Uh, so uh let's just get on into some hot tea today okay um so we're all like we said collectively grieving and you may want something to watch right and before i get into that you know we did have a question of how am i rating things so if i say something's two out of five tea leaves five is the highest that we're going Mm -hmm. so the highest rating anything can get is a five so um and i try to give you things that i enjoy there may be some things that i may not enjoy but i'll still rate it just because you know of where we are um but someone asked also to to um, recommend a show to watch just something lighthearted. Mm-hmm. again we're all in this perpetual state of grief and sometimes we just need an escape from reality yes. yeah. well if you want something to watch i strongly suggest schitt's creek it's on netflix mm-hmm. um it's a six season series the five seasons are on Netflix. The sixth one, I believe, is going to come out in October. Um, it's a series that depicts a wealthy family who is stripped of all their money. It features the Rose family who lose their fortune by being defrauded by their business manager. Um, they move to a small town named Shits Creek that the father bought for his son, David, as a joke birthday gift. They move to a rundown motel into two adjacent rooms. It's hilarious. It's endearing. It will give you one-liners to say. To say. Uh, <laughs> it made me want to open apothecary. I, you know, I want to be fancy and do that. I think we should. Um, I think that's the next step. Yes, I give it, <laughs> yes, yes. I give it five tea leaves out of five. Ooh, five out so, of five tea. Mm-hmm, yes, it's very it good. Out. It's it's hilarious, and they're thirty-five. I mean, they're thirty-minute episodes. Oh, okay. maybe a little less than that because they take out the commercials. It's when I tell you it's hilarious. It's hilarious. The father is the same father from American Pie. So if you remember American Pie, you saw American Pie. It's he's the father, and his son in real life plays his son on the show. So check it out. That's cool. If yeah, if you're listening, if you're looking for something to listen to. It's a sad song, but it's beautiful. Jasmine Sullivan just released a single called Lost One. I mean, the song is heartbreaking. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a heartbreaking yeah. ballad. Her voice is beautiful. I love Jasmine. Oh, she's so awesome. She's in my CD player right now in my truck. Yes, and she's from Philly. So, you know, I also, you know, I'm, I'm a little biased with that. Um, I gave it four and a half tea leaves out of five only because I wish the song was longer. That's all. It's very, it's, it's a short song but it's beautiful um it focuses on heartbreak and the lyrics um so well some of the lyrics go just don't have too much fun without me don't have too much don't have too much fun Mm. please don't forget about me try to love no one like kind of reminds me of the auntie anthem girl i was just about to say "Mm, you gotta put that that song Mm mm-hmm album actually after i heard that i said mm, you know what that should have gone an honorable mention yeah fearless yeah came out 2008 it definitely should go on the honorable mention list definitely I mean, come on, lions tigers and bears what? oh my that was my shit oh my 
Yes. I bust the windows out your car. Hello. <laughs> I mean, how many times have we done? I mean, not have we done. No, we're not do claiming we do any of that. Do do that? <laughs> okay. I ain't never bust nobody's windows. Me either. Out. But you feel that urge, like, if I didn't have a good job and I didn't want to go to jail, mm-hmm. maybe right. I would consider it. <laughs> never did it, but I understand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. So, um, R. Kelly, I don't even like talking about him, but he was attacked by a fellow inmate. So that's the only reason I'm bringing him up. So apparently he got his ass whooped in jail this past Tuesday. An inmate came in and just started punching him because the inmate was tired of the prison that they're in frequently going into lockdown because of Kelly protesters outside. So every time the, you know, they would protest lockdown. And if you know how prison is, I don't know personally, but I know of people who've been to prison. When that stuff goes locked down, you ain't get nothing. No commissary, no visitors, no mail. You ain't get nothing. No TV, no outside time, nothing. So if this is constantly happening and you're in this environment with all this testosterone, something like that was bound to happen. Um, Unfortunately, he has no injuries sustained. But he's currently being held in solitary confinement for his own protection. And the last um, the last bit of tea today, Lord have mercy. Whew, this is a lot. Marcus Houston. So Marcus Houston, Mr. A.K.A. I mean, A.K.A. Mr. Go Home Roger. <laughs> That's right. Go home, Roger. Go yeah. home. Uh, immature fame. Oh. Just tied the knot. Which, okay, when you hear people getting married, usually you're like, oh, wow, great. Mm. And he's 39. So you're like, wow, 39, getting married. Yes, okay. Mm. But his wife is 19. His wife is 19 years old. Mm. They got engaged. They got engaged when she was 18. They started Mm. dating. And then like 11 days later, they got engaged. Something don't seem right right about that. 11 days? 11 days. So they say. So that's um, a suspect. Right. So here he stated they didn't start dating until she was 18. But I'm pretty sure he had his eye on her when she was a minor, which is predatory, in my opinion. It's just my opinion. And he's you don't have and to, he's 39. And he's 39. Wait. And that's my opinion. You don't have to agree with it. You're wrong, but <laughs> it's my opinion. Wait, so where did where did this where did he encounter this young woman? Oh, great question. <laughs> so here's where things get creepier. Oh, Lord. She is good friends with his former manager, Chris Stokes, daughter. Now, who's Chris Stokes, you may say? Well, Chris Stokes was accused of molesting, allegedly, but I believe it, allegedly <laughs> accused of molesting Raz B., a member oh, of B2K. That's right. Rasby also accused Marcus Houston of molestation. Again, allegedly, but I believe it. Because if you've seen Rasby, you know something is not right in that man's spirit. Right. Okay. So I just don't understand why there aren't more people upset about this. Like he's 39. She's now, I'll say this if she was 19 when they met. Right. And they fell in love and they got engaged and they got married. Still a little creepy to me, that's, but okay. That's some like prearranged age gap mm. stuff. Mm. 
that usually that's the usually the only time you see stuff like that when it's been prearranged. Mm. So mm. all I'm gonna say is I don't know, but that don't look good to me. Yeah, that's uh, and the, and no one else has been upset. No more outcry, any type of side eye. Like, where well, are the parents? Where are her parents in this? Who knows? But it, let me tell you something. She can't even let drink. You, you can't even take her to the bar. I'm not let promoting her to the bar, but I'm just saying she's not legal. She can carry a firearm, and that's it. Let me say something. Guess who daughter ain't gonna be marrying no thirty nine year old? Ding ding ding, ding ding. That would be our niece, her daughter. <laughs> not happening because the aunties. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna have that. No. So, wow. Any other tea with that? Because that's a lot. Mm-mm, that's it. All that's right, all now that's enough. So, okay, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna jump right into our tea time segment. We are back with our tea time segment and we're talking about ladies. Let's get information and let's get our affairs in order. But like one of Z's disclaimers, before we get started, here's another one. We are not licensed to provide financial advisory services. The topic today is to kind of get you guys in the mindset of beginning to get your affairs in order. With that said, a lot of the items that we're going to discuss, you may reach out to, to your own financial advisor or even your employee assistance program or EAP for guidance when looking into this. So being mindful of what we're talking about today, financial literacy is necessary and vital to our happiness to kind of keep us in check and keep ourselves and our mental health and our self-care in order. And that's part of taking care of ourselves to make sure our finances in order. A lot of times, Black women, we fall victim to lack of funds because of the failure of ourselves to to help our funds monopolize and grow. And so we wanted to come up with some tips to help you guys secure the bag. So make sure your tribe has like-minded individuals uh, who can help you get a good handle on what's going on with your finances that you can discuss. Now, granted, this isn't everything. Finances sometimes are such a testy topic for some folks. So a lot of folks don't want to really dive in with other people and letting them know their business. However, there's premises and and different ideologies that you and your tribe can still talk about like we are today of the outline of things to get in order and making sure those conversations are being had. Uh, Looking at, and we're going to, you know, circle back on some of these. Budgeting, um, budgeting and balancing, sis, that is so important. You got to track your spending, making sure your budget is inclusive of getting your hair, nails, da- hair, nails, toes, yes. face, <laughs> eyebrows. Mine <What>? is. <laughs> all of that. All of that, yes. And how you're going to budget what, to keep and maintain whatever it is you want to look like for your personal um, regimen and self-care. It is important to do that because yes. sometimes we leave that out of the budget. And I suggest even doing a spreadsheet. I'm old school. I got a budget book from Amazon. I write it down. Mm-hmm. I put down everything. If I want to get a facial that month, if I because I built facials in mm-hmm. to my budget, yes, I do. 
I build massages into my budget. Yes, yes I do. I, I do. Self care. Yep. Hair, manicure, pedicure. I yes. build all that into my budget because I those are the things that I want to do for me. Mm-hmm. So if you have things that you want to do for you, make sure you account for that in your budget. Right. And if, and make sure you focus on it because that is. Remember we had said in that first episode, self care is not selfish. So you need to take care of yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. So make sure you do that. And even if, like how uh, Z and I said, hair, nails and stuff, which we definitely like. That's like our thing. Um, on the entertainment tip, if you like movies or concerts, you know, make sure you're, you know, budgeting for that. And if you guys have a hobby or, you know, cable and stuff, we're going to get into that a little bit later. But if there's certain things that you really enjoy doing, those things, like a men- like mentioned, we really need to uh, keep that in mind. And there's you know, there's some tools, online tools that help. Mint, I've used that in the past, but I also have a budget book from Amazon, like <laughs> Z, that I recently got. has little stickers and everything in it to help me. Mine does too. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited. I never thought I'd be excited about getting a budget book. No. <laughs> I was like, ooh, it came. So... <laughs> This is part of enjoying your 40s when you get excited yes. about being able to pay all your bills and budget for things that you want. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful thing. So and making sure even though we're talking about spending and budgeting, you need to loop that into paying your debts and investing wisely. The debt thing is no joke. I think everybody, most most people have debt in some way, shape or form. And just being mindful of how does that come about. And then if you have extra funds that you've budgeted for, can you invest accordingly? Stock market is a big thing. Try to make sure your money is working for you and getting comfortable with investing and understanding the investment vehicles. I'm in the midst of trying to learn all of this right now. I've had a 401k since I was in my early 20s and I have a Roth IRA and we'll talk about all that later. But I'm in my 40s now and I'm still like, what are my mutual funds doing? Um, maybe I'll go buy a stock here or there, but I still don't understand the, the whole landscape of it all. So it's definitely something that um, for self-care, yet again, I would definitely take, care, take part in understanding. And plan and prioritize. But a lot of things we um, think, do we really need them or we feel like we need them, i.e. cable. Some people have to have the whole cable package. Mm-hmm. I feel like me and my husband have the whole cable package. That's me. Plan <laughs> <laughs> uh, and prioritize are by downfall. Ooh, okay. That's a that's a toughie. That's a struggle. Because I got every streaming service. Okay. <laughs> Which, one every one Which one you got? Which one you guys Which one? I got, got Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. Ooh, I keep forgetting Netflix. about it. Netflix. What else I got? I got Peacock, but that's for free. I have a title. I got, oh, dang, girl. You got title too? I got Spotify. Ooh, yeah. So I'm just saying, I got an issue. I got problems, but that we're not talking about me. We're talking about y'all. But you can acknowledge them. Just understand that we feel your pain. We feel it. So <laughs> look at taking a moment to, to look at that. And, you know, if you can do all those things and look, figuring out where you put in your money, then you can eventually splurge later as long as you've budgeted correctly um, and splurge carefully. Z and I love spas like that. We, man, when I was, I love language. Take me to a spa. spa. 
for our honeymoon and, and when we were in um not it wasn't really honeymoon when we eloped um we stayed at uh the cosmopolitan in vegas and we went to the spa and i can't even tell you how much we spent at the spa but you know what it was worth it i would do it all over again it was absolutely amazing and if i could open my own spa someday maybe i don't know i would do that that's how much i love them so but you know how to make smart splurges because that can get a little pricey and you can do your at-home spa too so okay yeah something to think about definitely something to think about and you know as we were you know giving you some tips to help you secure the bag um we also want to talk about some tools to make your money grow, right? How can we do that? How can we help you or how? what can you do for yourself to help you generate wealth, right? And make mm-hmm. your money work for you. So, you know, most people get savings accounts, right? Um, you savings accounts, you know, you're, you put your money in there. Um, and while it's in this account, it's earning interest, right? Credit unions tend to have, I find credit unions tend to have, um, are, are better in helping you meet these savings goals. Yeah, they are. Um, their fees are less. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, interest rates provided by the bank is probably no more than like 2%. And they always say this, um, you should save about three to six months of expenses in a savings account in case of emergency. Oh, that's rough And sometimes. I know it is. And mm. I know that it can be hard, but it definitely is something to try to strive um, for and to attain because right. you don't want to be in a situation where you really do need that six months this or you need that three months yeah you don't have it but you your nails I mean? are done hello <laughs> prioritize yes so um a money market account which are mm mmas um they're similar to a savings account they earn more interest and the minimum balance required to be in the account is generally higher than what you would have to put into a savings account um they do provide you with more cash withdrawal privileges than a typical savings account. So that's why some people like those or prefer those over um, your just typical normal savings account. Um, certificate of deposits is one way to um, help generate your wealth. Uh, the time of deposit that pays interest is a type of time deposit that pays interest mm-hmm. in exchange for allowing the bank to hold your money for a particular term. And these terms can range from six months to five years. Um, customers, so that would be you are not allowed to withdraw the money from the bank without paying an early withdrawal penalty. So this mm-hmm. is something if you're going to do, just know that if you need the money, maybe the CD isn't the best vehicle for you to use. Um, the maturity date marks the end of your CD term, allowing you the option to reinvest in another CD. Which is good. Or, yes, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Or withdraw your original investment plus any of the interest you earn during the term of the agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, Natalie mentioned this Um earlier, but stocks, you know, stocks represents a share of ownership in a public company. Um, Companies tend to sell stocks to assist in their endeavors to raise money Mm -hmm. or to help grow their business. Um, They can make you a long-term profit, which will help generate wealth if you're investing it in the right company or companies. And they are riskier, right? How the stock, stock market goes up, down. Sometimes we're in a bull market. Sometimes we're in a bear market. But, um, they, they sometimes do have a higher reward right. than maybe the other traditional avenues of um, that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Bonds are another way. Um, short-term investments, set period of time for which the bond is issued, the investor receives a steady interest of payments. Um, the amount of these payments is based on the agreed interest rates, whatever the interest rate is at the time you get the bond. At the term of the bond, the bond issuer is required to pay back the original loan amount. 
So this is something I don't know a whole lot about bonds. Um, and I don't know many people who personally who do it, but this is definitely something if you, if you think it might be something you're interested in, it's definitely something to maybe have a conversation with your financial advisor about mm-hmm. a mutual funds, which most of us have some type of mutual fund, like right. Nelly said, 401k or through their um, retirement. It's a combination of investments, including stocks, bonds, and money market accounts. Your financial advisor will help you pull your money together with other investors. The type of investment is a winner for financial wealth and retirement. Mm-hmm. So this is probably one of the best ways to make your money grow. Yeah, um, definitely. Especially for retirement purposes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one is a 401k. Again, you know, this is probably one that we all know of if, you, if you're working. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a retirement plan offered by employers. You can choose to have a portion of your checks into your 401k. The money typically invested in mutual funds to earn you more money. Right, which is um, great. Right. Major benefit is that the contributions made um, are made with pre-tax dollars. Some, mm-hmm. you know, many employers, I don't know if all, but will match you dollar for dollar. And they, it depends on right to what my employer does up to $5. Yeah. Um, and then after $5, I think they still 5%. do 5%. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in most instances, well, I already said that. If you are married, in most cases, your spouse must be the beneficiary unless you have him waive this option. So, mm-hmm. you know. And there's us in the, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just for them to get the money. Right, right. And then the counter to a 401k for those in the feds is like a TSP. Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, and I can't remember what that means. But just so you thrift know. savings plan, that. thrift savings plan. <laughs> I had a brain fart. <laughs> and I, would I would definitely say this: if this is something that if you if you have a four hundred one k with your job, but you are looking to find other ways to make your money grow, I think getting a financial advisor is definitely option for you to take. I have a financial advisor and he's great. He worked with me and my husband recently to kind of get us on track. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought we were in worse shape than we, we actually are. We're in, and when I say worse shape, we just thought that we weren't doing enough for retirement. We weren't mm-hmm. doing enough for, you know, saving for Charlie's college. We weren't doing enough. And it actually turned out we were doing great, mm-hmm. but there were ways that we can improve and do better ways we can can you know make our money grow even more for us so it definitely is a conversation that you should have i would say do your research though before selecting a financial advisor if you inbox us dm us or email us i can definitely give you the name of of my um advisor he's really good um great actually so okay that's just something i might be inboxing you i have another one too but that's for another set of funds but i might be inboxing you for your plan Okay. Definitely match. If your company is matching you, please take advantage of it. That is free money. Free. Free money. A lot of people leave it on the table. A lot. A lot of people leave it on the table. You wouldn't yeah. believe. Please try to try to ramp that up. You can go do up to five percent, like you said, but however much you can do, at least do at least one, two, something. Because it's mm-hmm. pre-tax dollars anyway. So right. It'll give you more money to get your nails did and hair did later. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thanks for that. Oh, excuse me. Thanks for that, Reef. So moving on to the next segment of what how to uh, get our affairs in order. You want to know what's more important than throwing away your money at the strip club? Credit. 
<laughs> by the philosopher Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all need to it's, it's important so it's so so important to teach your children loved ones uh about the importance of money and especially credit at a very young age they have some new programs out that i've seen with some young entrepreneurs if you go online that are trying to help other young people be mindful of what's involved in credit management we have a friend who grew up on cash based um society and uh, where credit cards were not too much a thing. This happened also with my father. He's he's an immigrant. And when they came here, he was like, I'm not getting a credit card for what? And then certain things he tried to purchase later. And they're like, you don't have any credit. So you have to be responsible about it. But it is something that you kind of need to have. But even with that being said, with our friend that had grew up in the cash based system at home, when she got became an undergrad, there was a, uh, for a king size Kit Kat, she received a Discover card. Now, Z, I know when we were at Pitt, we would go out in front of the union, and those folks would be outside, and just for a t-shirt, you would get, sign up for a t-shirt and get like $10,000 of credit. Having mm-hmm. no idea no, none. what really you should be doing or not be doing with that. And honestly, I would say this, and this might not be a popular opinion, but shame on the universities because they allow these companies to come and basically prey on freshmen, Mm. prey on students who just left their home that don't know, okay, you're giving me $3,000 in credit? All I got to do is just sign this piece of paper. And and, And again, a lot of us weren't taught about credit and unfortunately this is something that happens a lot in the mm-hmm. african-american community yeah we're not really properly set up with the tools to understand credit mm-hmm. understand how to make credit work for us right what a credit score means how important it is to have a good credit score we're not taught that and it's not even taught in school which it should be it should be mm-hmm. a mandatory course it in high should school. be i don't know why it's not part of the curriculum because i don't either. i just you know civil class I mean, of course, I'm I'm in the field that I'm in. It was helpful, but not everybody's in our field. So you could have better been used for like, I don't know, balancing my checkbook and understanding what credit is. Hello. And my FICO score. What does that mean? Hello. Hello. You know, but. Hello. Good morning. Hello. And thank you. Please. Mm-hmm. And thank you. So and <laughs> as, as we go into that, do you know what your credit score? Are you obsessed with it? You should be because at this age, it's like make or break you. Mm-hmm. Um. It is a golden ticket for us as consumers to get pretty much anything that we want from your house, your car, even, you know, jobs and stuff like that. Um, Technology has been uh, instrumental in how this has progressed as far as getting access to our credit and being able to educate ourselves, review our credit, manage our financial health and getting access to our banking information on a regular basis. So it's at our fingertips. So in theory, we should really don't have an excuse as to why we're not LinkedIn and plugged into what is going on with our credit. There's so many more apps that are available out. So also for managing your budget, I have, I have a couple few, more than a few, cause I'm still trying to test out which actually is working for me. And, you know, according to an article on CNBC, eight biggest adva- disadvantages of having a bad credit score are you are a risk to your too big a risk to mainstream lenders you may pay more for your loan. I'm gonna, we're going to circle back on these. Uh, your insurance pre- insurance premiums may go up. 
You may miss out on career opportunities, as I mentioned before, with the job. You'll have a harder time renting an apartment. That is true. And you'll have a tougher time with getting utilities, including the internet. So just those top eight. Well, you still me. got two more. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I miss my other ones? Yep, I sure won't. did. <laughs> you won't enjoy the best rewards of the credit cards and all the little things that American Express be saying that you can get all the concert tickets and stuff. That's not going to help. And of course, a huge one, it delays in building wealth and even retiring and building wealth within the uh, black community is something that is seemingly not necessarily been a strong suit for us due to multiple things, but it's something that we definitely need to to talk about and explore further. So going back to your two bigger risks for mainstream lenders, you know, your if you have a poor credit score, it means your access to mainstream funding is limited or non-existent. So if something were to happen, you you can't put that cash or liquid assets back into the flow, and um, it can cause you to seek lending from less than reputable reputable sources like payday loans, pawn shops, title loan companies. Um, stuff like that. And the big one, your annual, annual percentage rate could be as high as 400 to 700%. That's, that's insane. Just absolutely crazy to even think about what that means for how much you're borrowing and how much you end up having to pay at the end. It, It could be like four times as much as you thought you were at the time you're paying for convenience. But, and if you do find yourself in those areas or having to utilize those Try to pay them off as soon as possible, if Mm -hmm. at all possible, like the sooner the better. And, you know, looking at paying more for your loan, uh, we see like a lot of car commercials and stuff. And you see people have the APR rate and what your interest rate is and how much you can pay for this loan or that loan if you get cash back. But a good credit score will give you the best interest rate with more reputable institutions. Let's say you're uh, applying for a mortgage with a FICO score of 620 for a $300,000 house, you might pay about 4.8 interest with the current rates. Whereas a buyer with a score between 760 and 850 would borrow at roughly 3.2 APR. That's a huge difference um, as far as 1.6% and can increase your mortgage payments by about $275 a month, costing you $99,000 over a 30-year term. I know I could use that money for something else. Mm. So just something to think about for investments, you know, using it for improvements on your house, whatever, vacation. Just be mindful that those are some things that how it can impact. And then looking at your insurance premiums and if they may go up. So the U.S. Senate, the U.S. states that uh, allowed credit based is allowed to have credit based insurance scoring giving auto and homeowners insurance companies permission to factor your money habits into their assessment of your risk. So a bad credit score can prevent you from getting the lowest possible rate, which we have, you know, and that's huge. Why a lot of folks, and maybe that's why I know you all some have, people don't, go ahead. Some people don't get insurance. Right. Exactly. Or they end up with the general, not knocking them, just saying the general <laughs> is there for people that have gotten to this impasse in life. And they're like, what am I going to do? And the general makes it possible. So we're trying for the, we're glad that that's there. But for those individuals that are not, that have come upon hard times, we're trying to make sure that you're mindful that these things happen. Or you won't be able to get, you won't be able to get insurance at all. 
and Shaq won't be able to help you. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> oh, boy. You did not bring the general into this. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because people will be like, what do you mean? I can get insurance. It's great. Yes, but there's times when you push it a little too far and you can't. And then right. even the general can't help you. So mm-hmm. just something to be mindful of. Uh, <laughs> and like I said before about the career opportunities, most states employ and employees um, allow are allowed to pull your credit report when you are applying for a job and when they're considering if they're going to hire you. And even if they're going to promote and reassign you, and this is very true if your job comes with a lot of financial responsibility. This is huge. This, yes. this is. I just, mm. I just went through this actually. The mm-hmm. position that I'm in now required me to get a security clearance, mm-hmm. and I had to get interviewed. And part of the interview was them pulling my credit and asking, you know, questions about about things. And I'm just like, oh, yep. well, that was like this many years ago. And they're mm-hmm. like, but, but. Ma'am, I, I don't give a shit when it was. I'm asking you about it today. Girl. But I'm just saying, you just have to be mindful of that. And it's important yeah. because, like, think about it. You find your dream job. Yep. Perfect for you. And then they say, okay, we got to run your credit. And you already know you got a 540. You ain't getting no job. Mm-hmm. You ain't getting that job. You're not getting that job. You may get a job. But, like, me and Z just, I feel you, Z, because... I just went and got my security clearance re- re- <laughs> reviewed and they were asking me questions. I was like, "How? where did you even, that's been paid off. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they really will dig and try to find out where are you on this and are you in a better shape to handle things should a situation like this come up again or have you found yourself in another situation like this? Right. And my job, I don't handle any financial matters at all mm-hmm. but i still need a security clearance because of some of the things that i do you know mm-hmm. work with they need to make sure that i have a credit history that's worthy enough that if somebody comes to me trying to get me to sell them some secrets or some or or a trade secret or some type of proprietary information that i'm just not going to give it up because yep. I, I'm, I'm in this bad situation this bad financial situation man that is so true and i do handle financial uh, information and budgets for my particular job as one part of my role. And they don't play with that. Like I have to fill out other forms every year about getting audited and where else is my money coming from? Did I file my taxes? Did I not file my taxes? So, um, and it's, it's real. People just really take that into consideration when you're ready to, you know, to swipe that card. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't, you if you cannot pay for it in a reasonable amount of time, ideally by the end of the month, but sometimes it's not realistic, do not leave it on there longer than it should be if you can help it. So, And then you really can have a hard time renting an apartment. There are a lot of folks that don't realize this, and then they have challenges trying to find somewhere to live. And it's real. If you have poor credit, you're going to have to find a cosigner, which which is a whole other topic that I don't necessarily subscribe to. I don't think you should have to co-sign for anybody unless it's absolutely, and I mean, absolutely necessary. And I'm, and I'm very, it's just not, just don't. But you shouldn't put yourself in a position where you would need a co-signer. Um, or then you're going to, or you're going to have to pay out. You're going to pay the security deposit up front. 
and maybe first and months, the security deposit, first month's rent and last month's rent out front, just so that they know that you are secure. And if anything happens, they already got your money. So it could be a lot harder. And then, you know, your coins are tied up in a rental apartment when you could be using it towards a condo or traveling around the world or something else, you know, so some definitely did really consider. And when you're, when you get that apartment or a house, are you going to be able to get the uh, utilities that you kind of need for that, including the you internet? In the dark. Right? <laughs> sitting in the dark with no Wi-Fi. Right? <laughs> On your phone, trying to get a signal from your neighbor. No, no, <laughs> just not going to work. <laughs> you really have to be mindful of that because they can charge deposits when you have poor credit. Same setup with your rent, you know, and they'll ask for money up front so you can secure the, the, uh, sometimes the mechanisms or the whatever other properties they need that are associated with your cable or utilities and stuff like that. And kind of what I mentioned before, my mom is big on this about your rewards for your credit card. She'd be like, oh yeah, we got this because the credit card company sent us from American Express because of rewards. I was like, oh, that's nice. You know, they'll send you little Perks, if your score is good, and, you know, you can also get really great introductory offers for different uh, reward credit cards and cashback incentives, which I think Discover talks about, American Express, like they're really big on that for taking care of their um, subscribers. And uh, it's something that is a nice little perk, you know, which is a bonus to you taking care of your credit. So you get event pre-sales, they can award you with cash back on those streaming services we mentioned earlier that, you know, you got a whole bunch of, so (laughs) it can really go to your benefit, to your benefit. And last but not least, your, it can delay your building wealth and your legacy and even retiring. So if you have high interest credit card debt, you're not able to put away money for the future. So that impacts how are you going to build that legacy and build that wealth? Not being rich, wealth, where your money works for you. You're putting less money into equity and assets and more money into servicing debt, which is no fun. In some cases, qualifying consumers should consider a balance transfer to credit cards with a zero limited time zero percentage APR, which is always nice. But that's a mechanism for you to help pay down quicker, not just to be shifting your debt from one credit card to another credit card to another credit card. You know, so not trying to uh, rob Peter to pay Paul. And, you know, as you lower your debt to credit ratio, your credit score should improve. And then it might be worth refinancing your mortgage or auto loans to see if you can earn a better APR, shave some of that interest off and put it aside for retirement savings. And that's definitely a, a wonderful thing if you can get to that. My husband and I are thinking of refinancing our house and couple year next year or two um but we got to get our credit in order so if it's not in order they're gonna be like yeah you can't have that rate and no and it's not gonna be worth it so definitely something to think about definitely something to think about you know we talked about two things so far that you know you probably already have some some pretty good knowledge with right you you know about your credit or you should know about your credit and you probably have already um you know taking advantage of some of the tools and investing that we mentioned. But there's one area I think is very important that a lot of us are not knowledgeable in, and that's how to get our affairs in order, right? And part of getting your affairs in order is estate planning. 
So what is estate planning? Estate planning is the process of designating who will receive your assets and handle your responsibilities after your death. And here's a big thing, or incapacitation, because sometimes it's not just about if you die, it's about if you're unable to make these decisions for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one thing I think people don't plan for. Um, You don't have to be rich to need estate planning. Your estate includes everything that you own and it can be any size, which is why it can be worth taking time to plan for uh, what happens to it. Okay. So why don't we do estate planning? Why aren't we planning? Why aren't we getting our affairs in order? Mm -hmm. Typically pride, denial, right? Lack of education, which is key, um, are common reasons why we don't estate plan and we don't make these arrangements ahead of time. How many times have you heard such and such daddy died, didn't have a Mm -hmm. will, everybody's fighting over the money because nobody knows who's Mm -hmm. it, what? I mean, you've seen this with stars. You've seen this with Prince. I know with Prince, he didn't have a will. He didn't even have a will. He didn't do estate planning. So what happened was his heirs would get it. Well, who were his heirs? His brothers and sisters. And apparently he had some estranged brothers and sisters of family members that he wasn't even talking to. Right. That Popping now up. have access. Mm. Right. Popping about the Pop- woodwork. Hello. That he probably wouldn't have even written into his will. Mm-mm. But he didn't leave one. So, um, you know, a lot of times the thought process is, oh, I'm too young. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is not going to happen to me for a long time. Or my parents, my spouse, my kids, they'll know what to do. No. Mm. I mean, think about it. We've just experienced this huge loss with Chadwick Boseman, right? These are things you need to be thinking about. I'm pretty sure he didn't think, oh, I'm going to be dead at 43. Right. Right. So make sure that you have your affairs in order. So here are seven steps to just the basic estate planning. Inventory your stuff. Okay. Tangible and intangible assets. Mm -hmm. So what is that? Tangible are things that, you know, touch intangible or things like your investments. So tangible, real estate vehicles Mm -hmm. you know we're talking about intangibles like life insurance policies and investment accounts right things that we discussed earlier account for your family needs or the needs of your family do you have enough life insurance that's big hello huge this is important yes this is very important if you're married Mm -hmm. and taking into account your current lifestyle yes uh what your monthly mortgage payment is that's a biggie if your monthly if your monthly mortgage payment requires dual incomes, yeah, and you or your partner passes away, <sighs> you need another happens. one to cover the cost of the residence. What happens? Right. You know, life insurance is even more important if you have a child with special needs. Yep. Or you have college tuition bills, right? Some of us have children who are in college mm. or entering in college. That right? part. If something were to happen to you, would they be able to finish? Hmm something to think about um do you have insurance outside of your employer yeah a lot of people don't i do a lot of people don't i do i do i do and me and my husband actually are in the process of going through underwriting to get larger policies Mm -hmm. because our family has changed yep okay you need to do some research on what type of insurance is best for you whole or term life there are some um people that say just get term and there are some factions that say get whole. I say do the research yeah. yourself. And figure out what works. Which works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a guardian named for your child or your children? And a backup guardian just in case. These are things that we don't talk about but that need to be addressed. And legally done so. Especially yes. for the children component. Yes. That is yes. huge. Yes. 
So this is the biggest thing I need people to understand this one right here. And I'll give you a little antidote about why I think this is so important. Establish your directives. I'm going to say that again, mm. establish your directives, understand what directives are. So do you have a will? Do, do your parents have a will? Mm-hmm. And if they a do, lot of us, do you know where it is? Hello. A lot of us don't even know if our parents have done any type of estate planning or when we broach the, the question, they get flustered right? or they don't, they don't want to talk about it, which is no wonder why we aren't doing what we need to do for ourselves because our parents don't even want to ha- do that for themselves because they don't want to have those conversations. Right. Why? Because nobody wants to think about death. Nobody wants to think about this stuff. Right. But we all but do. We, have to. we all do. We're all going we to. to. Exactly. Right. A will is going to let you name the person you want your money and property to go to after you die. But here's the crazy part. More than half of the United States adults, the U.S. adults, the adults in the U.S., adults don't have a will. Mm-hmm. More than half. Um, because a lot of people only think they need a will if they have like this vast estate to distribute right? They have all this money and that's not the case. So if you're thinking that right now, if you have that mindset right now, get out of that mindset. Come on out of that mindset because it's not the mindset to have. So if you die without a will, guess what might happen? You may have to go to court to navigate the probate process, which is basically the court determining how Hmm. this property is going to be split up. Okay. Now think about you having to do that while you're still grieving. Or think about having to do that in my situation where your uncle is an idiot and he don't want to do what he needs to do to get my, keep the, your grandmother's house in order. So you got to threaten him every other month to take his ass to court. Okay, That's real. That happens in a lot of families. So, you know. I'm not even going to say allegedly. This is true. Okay. Ain't alleged. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. But it happens more often than you think. Right. Now, you can write a will yourself. Um, there are some inexpensive online programs that can mm-hmm. assist you with it or hire an attorney. You know, if you have a lot of stuff, I say just spend the money, hire the attorney. Okay. If you don't, maybe think about doing it yourself, but get a will. Susie Orman has a whole little case, a little package that you can order, like on PBS at night at 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That has all of that. Um, I did purchase it and it comes with a CD, comes with everything that you need to, to write, um, information, all of that. So, and I don't remember how much it was at the time, but it was an investment. So, yes. and it's something that I needed to write and I needed to, to have it for myself. So I knew, or at least understood what I would be asking uh, an attorney to do later for myself. Hello. So, Hello. Okay. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Please. And thank you. So a trust. A trust can designate portions of your estate to go towards certain things while you're alive. If you become ill or incapacitated, your selected trustee can take over. Upon your death, the trust assets transfer to your designated beneficiaries. I'm going to say it's very key to get a trust. If you have a child that's under the age of 18 and you're trying to leave something, assurance to them. No. A trust. You need a trust in place. Get a trust please, in place. Okay? Please. So here for me are some very important directives for you to have not to say that the ones above aren't but these are ones that we don't want to think about right do you have a medical care directive do you have a living will okay a living will is going to say okay this is what my health care is supposed to be if i become too sick Mm -hmm. to make 
those wishes known. It can state the kind of care you want or you don't want. So when a situation arises, your family members can have a easier time making those tough medical decisions for you. Yes. Trust me, it's important. A medical power of attorney lets you name the person you want to make medical decisions for you if you can't make them yourself. Make sure the person that you name is willing to make those decisions for you. That's okay? true. That's a biggie. Don't put that responsibility on somebody who may not be comfortable with doing that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. They don't, and they don't know, and they don't understand what you. No, just don't have don't that, do com- that. Have that conversation with them, and if they're comfortable, just keep. Don't do that. Um, a financial power of attorney. So this allows someone else to manage your financial affairs if you are medically unable to do so. Can act on your behalf in legal and financial situations when you can. A power of attorney. There are two two that you can get. You can get a general power of attorney, what lets you give someone else the authority to just act on your behalf. Mm -hmm. But this power will end if you're unable to make your own decisions. An adorable power of attorney, which lets you name someone to act on your behalf for any legal task, but it stays in place if you become unable to make your own decisions. Now, I'm going to stop right here. I got adorable power of attorney for my grandmother. The reason being is because we knew that something wasn't right. And I fear that it was Alzheimer's or dementia. And my fears came out to be true. I knew that the doorbell power of attorney was going to be the better document to have because it allowed us to continue to make decisions for her when she was unable to make them for herself. Get that. Because let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to have an uncle who's going to come in thinking he can tell you what you're going to do mm-hmm. with your grandmother. Mm-mm. And then you tell him, no, because I got this durable power of attorney, mm-hmm. that he's going to take his narrow behind to some shiesty lawyer, pay him $500 to let him tell him the same thing you already told him. You can't do nothing, bruh. This is ironclad. Let it mm-hmm. go. So I'm just telling you, if you have a, a, a older family member who is in the midst of this or about to be, you could see it's coming, get this document in place. It will save you time, heartache. You ain't got to hear it. Nobody's mouth. Nobody. He gave me this power. He gave me this power. And this is what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, review your beneficiaries. Important. Yep. How many times have you heard somebody say, oh, you know, Mr. Smith got divorced and then he married his mistress and then he died two years later and then his mistress which became his wife ain't getting up because he never changed the beneficiary because mm. his ex-wife still on the policy. How many times have you heard that? Too many. But then again, you know, she might have deserved that. <laughs> I'm just saying. If she had the, the mistress in there, the mistress don't deserve to get it. No way. But I digress. <laughs> How many times have you heard, oh, you know, Mr. Jones, he got married, forgot to change his beneficiary, and now his mama is the one that's getting the money. His oh, wife ain't, and you know his mama and his wife don't get along. That is real right there. Review your beneficiaries, people. Please. Please. Okay? Review it. Note your state's state tax laws. Every state has a different law, so you want to make sure that you're aware of that, okay? Some states have it, some states don't. 
um, weigh the value of professional help, right? You may not need professional help. You may not want an attorney or a tax, a state tax professional to help you create your estate plan, Mm -hmm. but it might be necessary. It might be beneficial for you to do that. Mm -hmm. Plan to reassess life changes in a heartbeat, right? So should your estate plan revisit periodically, even if your circumstances don't change because the law may have changed. Yep. That's a good point. The law changed and you still under, you you just want to make sure that you are, you plan to reassess. And I'm going to state this again, the durable power of attorney, please, if you're out there and you have parents, even if they're okay, or they're getting older and you just want able to make these decisions for them please look into that it is so key and it's Mm -hmm. so important because i know if my sister and i did not have that in place so many things would have went wrong Mm -hmm. with my grandma so many things Mm would have went wrong so just do it just do it so that's a huge takeaway from today's episode Mm -hmm. huge so uh i think that's it for that you can um think we just have like one more section at and i think that's it uh yeah looking at um you would talk to taste text laws and everything so definitely looking into the next um area we want which you is to the, t- thing, yes, the things we want you to take into consideration yes, yes <laughs> the things to take into consider- consideration looking at our 529 savings plan uh, pet care, long-term care is not only for when you get older, for if you're ill and it's something you have to deal with currently, funeral arrangements, and uh, keeping your personal and financial records in order. So, oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Had some tea earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so looking into the 529 savings plan, it's a savings plan for your children's education. Um, you don't have to set up a plan in the state you reside. And Z, I think you can speak to that. That's something you may have done. Yes. And you can shop around for the best return and lowest fees. So right now, Charlie has a, uh, a 529 savings plan. Did not get one for her in Maryland yet, but she does have one in North Carolina. So, you know, again, it's definitely something to think about. Look into, um, you know, just shop around. Yeah. Just make sure you shop around. And we, we talked about this um, about and when we were talking about grief with your pet care and when we have a loss of pets. I've had pets pretty much my whole life and they are expensive. Let me tell you, um, pets have a lot of the same ailments that people have. So those costs can add up. And if you don't have those things taken into consideration, it can really hit your pocket extremely hard. And especially when they get older, they have their own long-term care and disability insurance. So something to definitely think about. And, you know, long-term care is not for when you just get older. If you suffer a major accident, a medical emergency, and you're unable to care for yourself, it's huge. And you really need to think about it. And it's an investment that you will definitely benefit from. The longer your wait, the longer you wait to set it up, the more it can cost. And think about how many many people you have seen struggling to k- take care of a loved one and bringing in caregivers if they need a different service, if Social Security doesn't cover it, if their Medicaid doesn't cover it. Um, and then that puts you in a position on how you're going to take care of that person. Are you going to have to put them in a home? Well, who's going to pay for that? What kind of home? What kind of care? 
all those things come into play. Looking at disability insurance, something that I've taken out for myself, that is another vehicle to look into for any reason that you become disabled. Uh, you may have to be able to subsidize or replace your particular income. And some disability insurance will go up to 70% of what your income is, but that's something you really needed to look into. But the earlier earlier you look into it is huge because if you get into a point where you're already sick and you're trying to get it, those premiums are going to be outrageous. Yeah, and be- it is not anything that you want to take on while you're already sick or put to put your loved ones through while they're trying to organize that. And we talked about this earlier about the funeral arrangements and people when they pass away and if money's not left, how is it going to be, how are you going to afford it? If they know if they want to be cremated or not, do you you really need to think about, do they want a funeral service? Do they want a memorial service? How do they want the body dealt with? Do they want an actual coffin and burial site? Do they want to be cremated? and an urn, like all those things need to be discussed because that is a huge burden that you don't necessarily want to put on your loved ones after you leave. And, you know, beyond that, during those memorial services, do you know what you want? Do you, Because they could have a whole big old party planned and you're like, no, just say a couple words, sing a song, and that's it. And then there may be people that you don't want speaking at your passing at your funeral service or memorial service and it could just be a whole big issue if they decide to pop up and be like hey I think I want to say a, co- a couple words and they're up at the podium and you're like whoa 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 we did not have that or it could just cause strife while you're still grieving and then people that are, are able to speak and they think they should speak and it, it can it's, it can be a lot it's just way too much, way, way too much. And I'll say this for that, because even with the funeral arrangements, it's definitely good to have. But no, sometimes family's still going to do what family going to want to do. My grandma was the queen of petty. And my mother laid out in her will, she wanted someone from her, her past to be a pallbearer. My grandma did not let that person know nor did my grandmom let the person know when the funeral was. So the person winds up calling after my mom has already been buried, asking when the funeral was. My mother had already had already had her, her service and everything. So just take that into consideration. And I'll say this, right? I don't want to say rightfully so. I understand why my grandmom did not want that individual to even be anywhere near mm-hmm. or in the vicinity of the funeral. But just know, even sometimes with that, sometimes family going to do what family <laughs> wants to do. But it's still good to have in place. Right. Definitely good to have in place. Definitely. It's so important. And then speaking to that, like, how do you want your body viewed? Do you want it by close family? Do you want everybody and their mother? Do you want it open for anybody to come and pay their respects? Do you want a closed casket? And depending on the situation, that may not be... Um, an issue or not, but it's just something that you really need to consider. And like I said before, if also organ donation, have you had that conversation with your family? Are you an organ donor and you have not told them? Because depending on the state that you may be in, and if it's and if your directive is to turn off whatever machines and you have not told your family that you want your organs donated, that is a whole fight in the hospital. That you mm-hmm. just don't need add don't need to add that to the um the grief that you're already going through, and if you want to donate it to medical research because that's a whole other topic as well. So those are some things to really think about. 
and keeping personal and financial records in order and making sure your loved ones know where they are kept. I alluded to this earlier. You And if you, you really need to know where they are or have those conversations. And in a sick situation where you may be married to a dominant spouse, um, how do you handle that? And do you have your own financial stuff in order? And have you been able to breach that topic? So these are things just you need to think about how to breach that topic with loved ones. If you're in a particular relationship where those conversations are not had, but this is something you need to do for yourself outside right. of that spouse or significant right. other. And I will say, you know, we have a friend and she said we could share some of her story. You know, she, you know, was married and her spouse did everything right. The ideal, you don't have to do anything, cook, clean. You don't have to do nothing, but just sit there and be taken care of. They took care of the bills, everything. Unfortunately, they passed away and they had the conversation about insurance and stuff like that. And the spouse was just like, oh, you're good. You don't have anything to worry about. You're going to be good. You're going to be good. You're going to be good. But they never saw the paperwork, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be good. Everything's in place. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to spend your money to get a policy because I have everything taken care of. And when that person died unexpectedly, yeah. things weren't taken care of the way that they thought. And this person had to deal with all of that while they were mm-hmm. grieving. And then deal with their family asking for things Mm, in their time of grief. So this is important because we all are in that stage of life, right? We're either, if you're, if you're married, that's a conversation you need to have with your spouse. I I trust you, but I also want to see trust, but verify, right? Trust, but verify. I need to be alleged and and I believe (laughs) it because I've seen it with my own eyes. Okay. Allegedly, he has this will, but I believe it because I saw right. it. That's, that's what you need to do, okay? So, and if you're single, you know what I mean? Then this is even more important for you to have these things in place. And then make sure that, you know, your family, your parents, if, you, if, you're, if you're single and you have a child, that your child knows where, just making sure mm-hmm. that all your, your records are in order. I'm type A. So you got everything. It's going to be right there. Passwords. Um, well, not passwords yet, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> card title, registration, investment income, you know what I mean? All those Credit things. Credit cards, debit cards, my, where my will is located, right. all that stuff in, in a packet, preferably a, a fireproof safe. Yes. Okay. Yes. Huge. Waterproof, fireproof, somewhere where it cannot get damaged. Yeah. It should be there. And your, and your person, whoever that person is, should have the combination to that. Right. And if your spouse is military, um, having those military records available because it will come into play um, depending on what, if your, sp- if your spouse is retired and what comes with that. Because there's different rules that surround all of that if your spouse is retired. And then the family may think that they're getting something. But you, the spouse on the military, and they're like, mm, no, everything goes automatically to the spouse. And the family may be like, oh, for real? And those are topics that need to be discussed with your spouse. And knowing where those are is huge. Right. And I think that out of everything we've talked about, this estate planning is something that we really need to hone in on and focus. We really do. Because we just don't do it. Mm-hmm. We just don't do it. And I mean, here I am, 43 just getting all of these things really together in right. order at four three, right? So that, I mean, I'm not saying that that's 
that's a bad thing, but it's not necessarily great either. Right. Right. Um, but you really do need to take the time to just do these things for yourself and just guess what? Once you do it, done, Put done. It away. Mm-hmm. Put it away. Make copies Re-assess. of everything too. Right. Hello. If you have a safe deposit box, yes. put it in the deposit box. However, if you have a safe deposit box, make sure you let people know you, you got a safe deposit, deposit box. box. <laughs> <laughs> and how to access that if they need to. Right. Okay? Right. Hey, just just do this for yourself. It is an act of self care. It is, and it's a, and it's an act of compassion for your family, who and your loved ones who may have to deal with this, if you're incapacitated or unfortunate, your unfortunate, you know, passing. So let's let's get it together, sis. Let's mm-hmm. get it together. Okay. So um, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and come back with our last sip of the day. day. I'm your hood Dalai Lama. The quote that I'm going to leave you with today is circumstances can force your hand. So think ahead. And that is attributed to Robert A. Heinlein. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. Take a few moments to establish and create a clear roadmap and personal plan for your life. Change your mindset to one that's focused on the future instead of today. Realize that misuse of today's money usually prevents you from achieving tomorrow's financial goals. Realize that planning now allows space for comfort and peace for your loved ones while they are mourning your loss. And that is the last sip of the day with your hood, Dalai Lama. Thank you for joining us this week on Sipping Tea with Nat and Z. You can follow us on Instagram at Sippin' Tea, Nat, and Z underscore pod. And on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Sippin' Tea, Nat, and Z. Stay tuned for our upcoming podcast topics, guests, and news. Thank you for listening and see you next week where we will be discussing. I want to do hood rat stuff with my friends. (laughs) Traveling with your tribe. (laughs) Enjoy your week, everyone, and secure the bag.